Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Legally Armed America's High Capacity Podcast. I'm, of course, Paul Glasgow. Um, you know, not a lot going on in the gun world right now. Um, we've pretty much got uh, things are settling down because the Democrats are not really hot and heavy over guns right now because of Brett Kavanaugh and the uh, whatever you want to believe about his latest accuser. Um, with this not being a, quote, political show, uh, as it is, uh, trying to be, I guess, more gun-related than anything, we won't go too deep into that. In fact, let's try not to even go deep into it at all, because you guys are probably just as sick about the uh, presumption that somebody is guilty without due process uh, just because somebody says it. Uh, I think that's everything that's wrong with our, our system out there because I even believe in due process whenever you have these Democratic congresspersons like Keith Ellison, who beat the crap out of somebody, um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, but we actually have somebody recently who probably their memory is a little bit better than 35 years ago, who says uh, she got the, the brakes beat off of her by Keith Ellison, and the Democrats are perfectly fine with that. Uh, in fact, they mentioned due process in that, and I totally agree with them that um, even though Keith Ellison uh, could be guilty, I'm not going to say that he is or probably is, like some of the Democrats are saying Kavanaugh probably is guilty of this whatever accusation that he's been accused of. So, again, we're not going to get into that. It's just, again, it's more of the uh, hypocritical nature of how the Democrats operate, and uh, those of you guys who know me, Know that even though I am a conservative, I am not a blind party follower, so both sides do it. I get it, but the Democrats are way better at manipulating people and being hypocrites than Republicans are. I think most people can agree with that. I want to talk about this situation that we have had more recently over, um, oh Lord, it's uh, Abilene, Texas. I'm not going to say any names in this because I really don't want to, uh, to make it any worse. Just like I don't typically like to give names of um, these guys out there that are um, uh, the shooters in these mass shootings. I don't like to publicize their names. I'm not going to do the same about these two guys. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go out to the Legally Owned America Facebook page and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's one of the most dreadful things that I've seen in a very, very long time. It's actually, it's, it's hard to watch. I mean, I knew what took place because I read um, the article before I actually watched the video, so I knew what was coming. And I mean, it was hard to watch. It was, you know a scary movie if you know what's coming? Like if you see a scary movie for the second time, you know it's coming, it's, it's not hard to watch. It's like you don't get startled. Or, it's different when you look at a video that's, um, it's real life and ends up somebody actually losing their own life there are i don't know how many people exactly there are but the, as far as in the argument that is obvious there's what appears to be an older man uh, a porkly man very out of shape with his shirt off holding a handgun down at his side and then there again what appears to be his son I think in jeans with his shirt off. I don't know if this was no shirt day in the white trash neighborhood, but um, you know, he, this guy's got a shotgun slung over his shoulder. Now, 
the old man with the pistol down by his side just has it there, but he's obviously brandishing. That's a classic example of brandishing. Um, if he had a reason for it to be out of its holster, then that's usually when your life is being threatened. So he should not be brandishing. He should have that gun trained on somebody because you should not have your gun out unless you feel threatened. And clearly he wasn't threatened because it was just hanging at his side. He, this was a classic example of brandishing a firearm. Now his idiot son or the, the other clown behind him, if, I'm pretty sure it was his son, has his shotgun slung over his shoulder in a very cocky manner. I know you're thinking, how can you sling a shotgun over your shoulder in a cocky manner? Watch the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. These guys, neither one of them feared for anything other than maybe not looking cool, which they clearly threw that out the window whenever they decided to walk out of the house with no shirts on. But it's like they are more concerned with looking cool, the way they're holding their guns, especially the one with the shotgun slung over his shoulder. They're arguing with some guy, and man, I don't know the whole story, so I'm not gonna try to even speculate. Something about a freaking mattress on the side of the road. And there's another guy that they're arguing with that all their attention is, is focused on. Now the video comes to you from what appears to be the, the girlfriend or the wife of the guy who is unarmed arguing with the two shirtless uh, fat guys. And from every angle you can see in the home video, the guy's not, he's not armed uh, with anything. Now I, I think I heard in the video or something, somebody mentioned um, a bat or something like that, a baseball bat or something. Um, I, I, I haven't watched the end enough to know. I think somebody said you could see the baseball bat fly at the end of the video. But basically these two guys are encountering this other guy. They're all heaving threats at one another. So you've got two armed um, shirtless fat guys heaving threats at another guy who does have a shirt on who's saying he's going to kill the other two guys, but he's got no weapons in his hand. And again, you can tell by the posture of the two shirtless fat guys that they clearly are not, they don't feel threatened. That they're, they're brandishing to threaten the other guy without actually having to threaten him. I mean, if you walk up to somebody with a gun hanging down at your side and they are unarmed, if you walk up to them with your gun hanging out down at your side, you are clearly giving them an indirect threat. You're showing them, you're basically saying without saying, I'm armed and I will shoot you. Because if you didn't want to send that message to them, you wouldn't have the gun in the first place or it would not be drawn. But no, these guys are clearly trying to send a message to this guy, we're going to shoot you. So they're threatening him through their actions and how they're brandishing their firearms. And you know, the, the conversation escalates, uh, F you, I'm going to kill you, F you, F you too. If you point that gun at me again, I'm going to kill you. You know, the guy who inevitably ends up getting shot or essentially gets shot, the guy with the shirt on. Uh, the, the thing escalates and then, I don't know, I think the, 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 the older man with the pistol at his side kept saying, you come get, get in my face again or whatever and I'm gonna shoot you, I'm gonna kill you. And uh, it gets to that point. Um, the older guy, older fat guy with no shirt on shoots the man, the unarmed man, twice I believe with his pistol, and then there's a pretty good pause, pretty good long pause. And then the shirtless fat guy with the younger guy with the shotgun, this guy shoots the guy again, shoots him two more times with a shotgun. So this man has been, this unarmed man has just been shot four times.
Now again, maybe there's a baseball bat that got thrown. I, again, I haven't watched the end of it again. I guess I probably should if I'm going to talk about it. But let's say that there's a baseball bat in the picture, right? Okay. Okay. So you're going to tell me that these two guys whose body language clearly shows that they do not feel threatened for a moment. You're going to tell me that those two guys suddenly felt threatened enough by a baseball bat entering the picture that they felt the need to not only shoot him twice, but pause and shoot him two more times with a shotgun. Friends, that is murder. I don't care how you define murder, how you define what these guys did. It's not a stand your ground issue because they were not at their house. I think somebody in the video, maybe the woman who is, uh, who's filming it, which I feel horrible for her because she had to watch her significant other get gunned down in the street and die. But she even mentioned something about this isn't your house. You know, she's trying to bring up a point that you're not legally doing this if you are bringing a gun out here to point at somebody and threaten someone with. This is before the guy got shot. So she's making it very clear that this is not legal. And these guys never retreated. They were being dealt with by an unarmed man, so they at every single moment could have safely retreated to wherever they had to come from, but they didn't. They continued to be there, continued to verbally assault the guy as he did them. I'm not saying that the other guy was any more right by his actions, but he still didn't murder anybody. So this thing ended just, it's one of the worst tragedies. You, I, I see this and it gives the left and the anti-gun movement every bit of fuel they need to say not everybody should own guns. Now, don't get mad at me. I'm not saying anything one way or the other. There, These two guys should not be owning guns. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. I mean, I know there's Second Amendment people out there, including myself, who are going to say, if you are not a felon, you should not own a gun. But let me explain something to you. You're not a felon until you become a felon. You see what I mean? You can own a gun Every single felon out there, every felon in America had the legal right to own his gun before he became a felon. Now, after he became a felon, yeah, he can't own a gun. So these two guys who just murdered this man, let's assume they were not felons prior to this. At that very moment, yes, they had the legal right to own firearms and I support their right to own firearms at that point because they're not felons and to, up to this point from what I know, they hadn't shown why they shouldn't be able to own guns. But clearly after what they did, these two guys should never have, have had the ability to own guns. Now, unfortunately, it takes them committing a felony until they have that legal right to own firearms taken from them. That's where I don't like crap like this happening because it creates this, this nasty gray area that the left will look you in the eye and go, hey, don't you agree these two guys should have never owned guns? Yeah, I agree every single felon out there should have probably never owned guns because once they became a felon, they proved that they probably are not the right type of people to be owning firearms. But you cannot arbitrarily go strip a bunch of people of their right to own firearms just because you think they might commit a felony. Unfortunately, that's how this country is. We have this constitutional right to own firearms but there's something you can do that is dreadful and heinous that will prevent you from being able to own firearms again or to possess them or be around them. These two guys are perfect examples of that.
So what do you do? I mean, the, the, my, my reason for bringing that up is the left will be like, well, clearly these two guys shouldn't have been able to own firearms. Yeah, true. They proved that they, they just proved that they should not be able to own firearms ever. But you can't just, you can't disenfranchise an entire group of millions upon millions upon millions of people for the hypothetical fear that they might commit a crime someday. I'm sorry, you cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. Constitutionally, it's not legal, and logically, it's not legal. This, this is bothersome to me, guys. It's really bothersome to me because this is not who we need representing us in the gun community. These are probably two guys that, and I'm not, I'm not trying to associate any of us. I say us because I, I probably have some of these same things somewhere. But these are probably the types of guys that got NRA stickers on the back of their vehicle. They probably have come and take it somewhere. One of them's probably got a Molon Live Aid tattoo somewhere. Um, you see what I mean? I mean, these are, these are people that move among us, that blend in with the pro-gun crowd, but they're to the extreme. They do not understand the responsibility that they have to be responsible gun owners. And we've got to out these kind of people, man. We, 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 look, I don't know what is in these two guys' minds that made them do what they did. And usually I will say, I'm usually the first one that will say when I see something very, uh, I guess, questionable online. And in many cases, I will say, well, yeah, obviously, if that's all we see is this video clip, we're going to take one, one person's side or the other. And I'll usually say, you know, we need to see what happened prior to that. You know, we only saw where the video picked up. We didn't see what happened 20 minutes earlier than that. You know what, guys? I don't need to see what happened before on this video because it doesn't matter what the guy did. It doesn't matter what he did. These two guys murdered him. It doesn't matter if he, the guy peed on his, their doorstep. It doesn't matter if he was peeking in their window of their house. There's ways to handle it, and there's places to handle stuff like that. And, and, and clearly, guys, that's, that's the extreme because that's not what happened here. They were arguing over a friggin' mattress on the side of the road. So neither one of these parties had any real right to what was going on at that point because it was in the street. It was in the street. It, looked like it, was, it doesn't look like it was a driveway. It looked like a gravel road, if I'm not mistaken. But it appeared to be a public access road. So none of these parties had any right to be there claiming it as their own. But again, I don't need to see the other side of the video or hear the other side of the story or see any more video. I saw what I needed to because any reasonable person can look at this and tell that these two guys were not threatened and they very easily could have backed off if something, if this man had done something so bad that he, he needed to be dealt with, you call the authorities, you call the police, you let the police handle it, you back away and you know you did your part. And guess what? The guy that you're so mad at that you want to threaten to kill him, he may spend the rest of his life in jail depending on what just happened. But it appeared that this might have just been some petty, stupid disagreement that nothing should have ever come about it, let alone somebody losing their life. What a shame. What a shame to see so many people's lives changed in this brief moment 
because two jackasses felt the need to act like Billy Badasses out there and brandish these weapons in the street just to prove something. What? I don't even know what they were trying to prove. But what a shame. You know, their lives are changed. Their families' lives are changed. They probably have kids. They probably have grandkids. They probably have spouses. All of their lives are changed. They may even work somewhere. They might be owners of a business. So their employees' lives are changed. The man who shot, well, obviously his life really changed. He's got no, he's got no life anymore. His significant other who was filming the thing, poor thing. Again, I don't care what the nature of the argument was. There's no way this woman deserved whatever she got right here whenever she had to watch the person that she loved or she lived with die like that. What an awful way to see your significant other uh, uh, leave this life. You know what I mean? She had to watch that. She's videoing it. So both of their lives clearly are changed. Their kids' lives, their, their spouses, uh, uh, excuse me, their uh, siblings' lives, their parents. So many people because of these, and again, I think there's a fifth person in the mix. You just never see him on screen. You've got the two fat guys with the guns, the guy who got murdered, and then his wife or girlfriend. And I think there's somebody off screen. So let's say five people are there. Five people in the midst of some stupid little white trash argument on some little back road somewhere, just changed the lives of no telling how many people because they none of, nobody was big enough to walk away. God, man. It's such a, such a tragedy, man. That is, that's a tragedy. Very sad to see that for so many reasons. I, I, I again, the loss of life over something stupid is dumb. And, and again, they, the fact that they represent or trying to represent the gun community. I'm surprised this is not all over the news, to be honest with you, because this is exactly how the left wants to portray gun people. Exactly. It's, it's all the stereotypes you could ever ask for. An old white man, white trash looking guy, another white guy, hillbilly looking guys, you know, on some back road somewhere, back road, middle America, talking, saying, F you, I'm gonna kill you. You know, that's what the anti-gun movement wants to show America that we are. They're wanting to make those people the poster children of what we stand for. And that's why that bothers me, man. Again, outside of the man losing his life and all these people's lives being changed forever, it bothers me that that's the side of us that people get to see as far as the gun community goes. Guys, we got to do a better job, man. When we see people like this in our community that are either a little off or seem easily provocable, man, we got to talk to these people. We really got to talk to them. We got to sit them down, find out what makes them tick, find out what triggers them, and try to help them somehow. You know, talk to their wives, talk to their girlfriends, their spouses, their kids, you know, their parents. Talk to them and say, man, this guy, you know, he's, something could happen. You know, explain to them that the guy's easily triggered. I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by it. I'm just blown away by it. When you watch the video, 
it'll make you cringe when you watch it. You're not going to believe what's unfolding in front of your eyes that every, this could have been de-escalated so quickly. One thing we've got to do as a gun community and real, is realize the rights and responsibilities that we have and deal with them accordingly. From a responsibility standpoint, our responsibility as legally armed Americans is to walk away from a situation like that. Walk away. If the gun is there to make you the stronger person and the Billy Badass of the group, maybe you're the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you have guns for the wrong reason. Because I look at guns as the great equalizer. And the only time you should ever have to show somebody that you have a gun, this is my personal opinion, this is not some NRA guideline or something that some gun uh, group has put out as this is your guideline, but the only time Paul Glasgow, me, feels like you should ever show somebody that you have a gun is when you don't want to shoot them. When you feel threatened, and you know you can end that person's life. But you want to be the better person and you want to de-escalate the situation. So you're pulling that gun because you hope you don't have to shoot it. You hope that person sees that gun and knows that you're about to end their life. So they decide this is not what I want to be a part of today and they walk away. Now some may call that brandishing. I've heard other people say if you pull a gun, you better pull the trigger too because you're going to go to jail for brandishing. I don't want to needlessly end somebody's life. If I have to pull my gun at somebody because I feel threatened and they decide on their own that they don't want to get shot today and they back off, I'm not going to shoot them just to satisfy somebody else that says, oh, if you pull your gun, be ready to use it. No, I don't believe in that. I am ready to use it, but that's not the only thing I'm pulling it for. I don't feel like when you pull a gun, you have to pull the trigger. So these guys clearly showed this man that, that they've got a gun or two guns and nothing was going to happen. The man was not going to attack them. Two guys with a gun, he's going to attack them barehanded. And look, even if he had a baseball bat, no, look, say what you want. Let's say hypothetically the old older guy with the pistol hanging down to his side Let's say he was the one standing closer to the, uh, the guy that got murdered. Let's say for some reason he did feel threatened for one moment if there was a baseball bat that was coming at him. Again, the video, when you see the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. The video kind of goes, messes up a little bit once the action's about to take place. And uh, you can't really see it all that great, although I haven't like slowed it down or whatever. But let's say that the guy who got murdered does have a baseball bat and he's coming at the old man and the old man shot him twice you know what, he's still going to have a hard time in court. If he was being attacked with a baseball bat and shot the guy and that's all that took place, none of the argument, none of the standing off, none of the uh, uh, posturing took place, he probably would get off off of self-defense. If that alone would have happened, like if he'd have walked down there with his gun not drawn but on his person and the guy comes at him with a baseball bat and he, he pops two shots in him, pretty sure the guy would have been fine. But he went down there with a gun drawn. He was talking about shooting the guy, telling him he was going to shoot him. Never backed off when he could have. He could have left. He was not being threatened at the time, and he very easily could have left. He was not protecting himself or his family. 
Then he shoots the guy, and the worst part was that the son finishes him off. After the old man shoots him twice with a handgun, the son pauses and then pumps two shot, shotgun shell rounds in him, finishes him off. The boy is going to jail forever, hopefully, because he should never be around a gun. Again, maybe the guy came at the old man and he, that was his last resort. Maybe the man, the old man did not want to kill the guy that he murdered. Maybe he was just trying to act like Billy Badass and suddenly it got out of hand and the guy came out and won a baseball bat. Okay, that's probably going to be his argument, to be honest with you. But the son who waited until the guy hit the ground and pumped two more shotgun rounds in him? No, he's going to jail. <laughs> he's going to jail. He is going to jail for a long time, maybe worse than that. I don't even know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't even know what, is that manslaughter? Is that how that would fall? I don't know if that is or not. Maybe if there's any attorneys out there, if you could let me know if that would be manslaughter. Uh, I mean, obviously not first degree murder, maybe second degree. I, I, again, I don't know. I don't, obviously I've heard it when I've read the stipulations before, how you uh, classify between one or the other. But I mean, again, not first degree murder. It wasn't pre <coughs> excuse me, premeditated. <coughs> Or uh, I assume it wasn't premeditated, but uh, ah, just, oh man, <laughs> you guys can see this bothers me. Because again, that's the brush that the left wants to paint us with. They want to make it look like that's, that's how we all are. Guys, please go check the video out if you can stomach it. It's on our Facebook page, LegallyOrnedAmericas.com Facebook page. Um, I may try to put it out there on uh, ProveIt.video also. Speaking of ProveIt.video, if you have not created an account on ProveIt.video and you're tired of the discrimination against gun guys on YouTube, please go to ProveIt.video and create your own account. We've done a soft launch of ProveIt.video, which is pretty much a combination of YouTube and Instagram. Instagram's uh, starting to, to excuse me, delete people's accounts also. And uh, we just tried to create a platform that would allow you to upload videos and pictures. You can leave comments on them just like you can on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, we did a soft launch of this thing a while back, a couple weeks ago, just to try to get enough beta testers on there to test this thing out. So if you've not been to ProveIt.video, please go out there, kind of peruse around a little bit, look at all the features that it has, uh, see if you see something that's out of place that might need some work. Uh, we'll work on it. Uh, create your own account. Obviously, it's all free. Uh, upload videos, upload pictures. Uh, I'm happy to go out there and comment on them, look at everything. I've been looking at all the content here lately. There's some really cool stuff out there. There's 50-something users right now putting stuff out there. We'll be doing a really hard launch of this thing probably in a week or so, um, putting a press release out. So it's going to get hammered at that point with people coming into it. So we're really looking for beta testers right now, people to go out there and test it for now. Um, so anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, as always, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to take the time that you have. If you're, if you're a truck driver, you're on the road and you're listening to this on the road, you know, please be safe. Um, I, I want to make a quick reminder, please be aware of your laws, your reciprocating laws for concealed carry or simply bringing guns across state lines. If you are doing that, if you're a truck driver or you're traveling, because that's always a big deal. There's too many people get in trouble on a regular basis because they're bringing guns across state lines. And you never know when you get to the left coast or the east coast. Uh, or, or straight up the middle to Illinois when you start getting into some of these liberal communities, gotta be careful. Don't just assume that everybody's gonna reciprocate and help you out because law enforcement's not gonna be in those areas to, to actually look the other way if they catch you on some, some kind of technicality 
uh, regarding guns. So please be careful when you travel. Guys, we're going to see you next time. Please check in here regularly um, for the Legally Armed America High Capacity Podcast, where I really try my best to bring you a vulgar display of common sense on a regular basis. Guys, we will see you guys next time. Again, shoot straight if you go to the range this weekend. Have a little bit of fun, and we're going to sign out. See you.